0: Well,
1: have you have. You're not too busy in the park this way. just sat back and ready to play. Let me take your thoughts far, far, far away. Now
0: let's hear what Dog Meta has to say. We would be honored if you would join us. What's happening, far, far away family? How are you doing today? I hope everyone is doing well. So we made it. We got through another Christmas, and this year just felt different. I don't know why, it just did. I don't know if it was all the COVID crap or what, but it just didn't feel the same. I was thinking back to when I was a kid and how I couldn't wait to wake up on Christmas morning. I would just run to the Christmas tree and almost dive into it like it was some type of swimming pool. Now I'm just happy that it's over. Maybe it's just I'm getting old. That reminds me, if you are a younger listener, stay young forever. Don't ever get into a hurry to grow up. Being a grown up is not all it's cracked up to be. Okay, enough with me ranting about the past and being old and young and all that stuff. We got the future to look forward to. And it looks like the future is going to be the book of Boba Fett. No, I'm not gonna spoil it for you, but tonight you're gonna wanna go over to lightsaber radio. We're gonna do a complete breakdown of everything that happened in the episode. Now let's get back to the last part of the rule of two. I combined the epilogue and the last chapter both together. They were really, really short. Plus, I wanted to start the New Year's with the season finale. And that will be next Wednesday. On that show, we will be informing you of all the new things that are happening with the show. What the new name will be, how the format of the show will change, just a whole lot of stuff. Okay, enough with all that. Let's get back to Bane. Because when we left off last week, Kaleeb had just healed Bane. The Orbalest had all been removed, but it did come with a cost. XANA had to tell the Jedi where they were. Let me rephrase that. XANA had to tell the Jedi where Bane was at. And Bane was too weak to fight them. So he asked Xana to end his life and robbed the Jedi of their victory. So Xana was standing over him with her lightsaber drawn, and that's where it ended. So let's see what happens next. The Light of Truth, one of the many Jedi
1: cruisers that had been incorporated into the Republic fleet after the Rusan Reformations, landed with a soft thump on Ambria's desolate surface. They are ready for anything, Master Thonatu warned his team as they prepared to disembark. Back before he achieved the rank of Master, the Twilik had served as a Jedi Knight in the Army of Light on Rusan. He had been assigned to Farfalla's ship, luckily in time to avoid the effects of the Thought Bomb, but not before he'd had ample opportunity on Rusan to witness firsthand the kind of atrocities the Sith were capable of. He wasn't about to take any chances here. They'd been dispatched in response to a message drone that had arrived in Coruscant a few days before. The anonymous message inside had been cryptically short and somewhat disquieting in its lack of detail. It contained only a set of landing coordinates and four brief lines of text. A Sith Lord still lives. He killed five Jedi on Tython. He is now on Ambria, under the care of a healer named Kaleeb. He is badly injured and helpless less than two weeks ago, Master Farfalla and four companions had hastily taken off from Coruscant, leaving behind word they were heading to Tython in pursuit of a Dark Lord of the Sith. They hadn't been heard from since. The message drone offered a grim explanation of their fate, and it drew an immediate response from the Jedi Council. They had quickly assembled a team of fourteen Jedi, six Masters and eight Jedi Knights and sent them to Ambria under Thonatu's command to apprehend the man responsible for the massacre of Master Farfalla and his companions. The journey had been made with all possible haste, but now that they were here, they intended to proceed with caution, wary of walking into a trap. The landing coordinates had set them down a few hundred meters from a small wooden hut and a tiny campfire. A cruiser with the name Loranda emblazoned on its side was parked nearby. The landing bay doors opened, and Thornatu and the others leapt to the ground, ready to draw their lightsabers at the first sign of trouble. The air around them trembled with a strange and unfamiliar sensation of power, though beneath was the unmistakable taint of the dark side. First and second units, go check out that ship, he said. Third unit explores the camp with me. Nine Jedi rushed off toward the Loranda while Thonatu and the others approached the camp. What they saw as they drew nearer filled them with revulsion. Someone had been literally chopped to pieces. Eviscerated chunks of human anatomy littered the ground around the campfire. Arms had been hewn off at the shoulder, then sliced again at the elbows and wrist. The same had been done to the lower limbs, dismembered into feet, legs and thighs. Even the torso had been carved into quarters. The clean, cauterized cuts left no doubt the butcher's weapon of choice had been a lightsaber. Only the head remained whole, placed like a trophy atop an upside-down cooking pot resting on the ground. A human male with long black hair. He appeared to have been 40 or 50 years of age. His features were twisted in a gruesome mask of pain and terror. Thonatu wondered how many of the wounds had been inflicted while he was still alive. What kind of madness could make someone do this? One of the others asked, but Master Thonatu had no answer. At a nod from their commander, the Jedi ignited their weapons. They crept toward the small shack, their commander in the lead. As a unit, they stopped when he heard a soft sound coming from inside the building. Hard, ragged breaths, broken by trembling sobs and whimpers of fear. A tattered blanket hung down across the building's open doorway, obscuring their view. The Twi'lek reached out with the force to try to sense whoever was hiding inside, but something. Likely the strange, underlying power of the campsite itself blurred his awareness. I am Master Thanatu of the Jedi, he called out, flicking off his lightsaber's blade. We're here to help you! A scream of incoherent rage erupted from the shack. A young man burst from the doorway, brandishing a golden lightsaber above his head in his left hand. His right hand was nothing but a stump, and there was a crazed gleam in his eye. No! He shrieked as he charged at them, flailing wildly with his weapon. You'll never get me! No! 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 Master Thonatu ignited his blade as the man fell on him with the fury of madness, his cries turning to mindless, beastly howls. The rest of his team reacted on instinct leaping to their commander's defense. The battle lasted less than three seconds, the raving young man cut down by a swarm of Jedi lightsabers. When it was over, the Jedi took up defensive positions facing the shack, weapons poised as they braced themselves for another potential attack. For several seconds, nothing happened, and there were no further sounds of life from inside. Motioning for the others to stay back, Thornado crept forward and pulled aside the blanket covering the doorway. The room beyond was empty except for five lightsaber handles lying beside the door. The Jedi Master stepped inside the small building, his keen mind quickly piecing together what must have happened. He recalled that Farfalla had used a golden blade, just like the one the man had attacked them with. The lightsabers here were trophies, taken from those who had died untightened by their killer. The man outside was young, but the Jedi were taught that the Dark Side led to quick and easy power. Power enough to kill Farfalla and the others, especially if they'd been led into some type of trap. The Sith had slain the Jedi and claimed their weapons, though he must have suffered grievous injuries in the battle, including the loss of his hand. He had probably tried to call on the power of the Dark Side to heal himself, but the Jedi Master knew the Dark Side couldn't heal. It only caused harm. The misguided attempt was likely what damaged the young man's mind. Wounded and half mad, he had come to Ambria to seek aid from the healer. By the time he arrived at this place, he would have been near death and completely helpless. That's when Kalib must have dispatched the message drone to warn the Jedi. A Sith Lord still lives. He killed five Jedi on Tython. He is now on Ambria, under the care of a healer named Kaleeb. He is badly injured and helpless. He must have sensed who and what the young man was as he healed his horrific injuries. But Kaleeb had underestimated the Sith Lord's power and the degenerating state of his madness. Before the Jedi could arrive, the Sith had recovered enough to torture and kill Kaleeb for exposing him. The healer's prolonged and visceral death must have further fueled the young man's psychosis, reducing him to the raving creature that had lunged at them from the hut. All the pieces fit. It all made sense. Master, one of the other Jedi said, peeking in through the door. The rest of the camp is deserted. What about the ship, the Loranda? Nobody on board, he reported. It looks like somebody sabotaged her before we got here. Probably Kaleeb, Thonatu realized. He wanted to make sure the Sith couldn't escape. If the young man had found out, that could explain the brutality of Kaleeb's death. It would probably only take two or three days to make the repairs. The Jedi informed him. Leave it for the Junkers. the Twilix said with a shake of his head. There were only two things he wanted to bring back from this accursed place. Collect the healer's remains will give him a proper burial on Coruscant. The man nodded and scurried off to relay his orders. Master Thonato bent over and gathered up the lightsabers of his fallen comrades from Tython, so they could be given a place of honor in the temple. The loss of Farfala and his companions was a terrible tragedy, as was what had happened here. But at least he could go back to the Jedi Council and tell them with absolute certainty that the last of the Sith Lords had died on Ambria. He exited the small shack and headed back to his ship, knowing that the memories of the gruesome massacre in Ambria would haunt him for the rest of his life. He never thought to examine the small sleeping mat in the corner. He never noticed the trap door built into the floor beneath it. And he never sensed the apprentice and her unconscious master, masked by Sith sorcery, hiding
0: silently in the cellar, just below his feet. Okay, so the end of The Rule of Two starts with Jedi showing up on Ambria, and they weren't playing around. The Jedi ship shows up with seven masters and seven knights. They had got the message that Kaleeb had Xana seen. It told them of a Sith Lord that had survived, and what had happened to Farfalla and the other Jedis on Titan, and how he went to Ambria to get healed of his injuries. So they weren't taking any chances. They were going to make sure that he didn't get away. The Jedi are punks, always jumping somewhat. 14 Jedis versus one Sith, that's how you know that the Sith were more powerful than the Jedi. There was no such thing as a one-on-one. The Jedi had to jump the Sith. Okay, but the Jedi landed next to Bane and Zana's ship. They split up and searched the area. Some went to search the ship and others went to search Khaleeb's hut. This is when they found a body that had been dismembered. And it's not just cut up a little bit, it's completely cut up. The way it is described was basically that every body part was cut at the joint. The midsection was cut into quarters. And they knew it was done with a lightsaber because all the wounds were cauterized then the head was placed on a big pot looking out over the camp like it was waiting for them to arrive now that's just creepy that's creepy creepy Ugh, that's creepy as they got closer to the hut though they could hear someone inside this is when the jedi called out to whoever was in there they said they were there to help and this is when all hell broke loose a man with one hand ran out of the hut he was holding a gold lightsaber and the jedi cut him down i mean they cut him down fast then after a few seconds they went into the hut to find that it was empty all except for a mat on the floor and some lightsaber this is when they put it all together for following other jedi had went to tython the sith lord had killed them but he was wounded in the battle so he came here to be held then he had killed the healer in his madness not knowing that the healer had sent the jedi a message this is why i think that the jedi are overconfident they didn't even investigate they looked at the situation and came to a conclusion this whole time bane and xana are in the cellar she's using some sith sorcery to block them out so they didn't know plus the planet already has some dark side energy and stuff going on but i would have questioned the whole thing how did the sith lord take out five top-notch jedis one being the best duelist in the order i just don't get it should have done a little bit more investigation So they gather up Caleb's remains and the fallen Jedi's lightsabers, then they just leave. That's crazy, I don't get it. But that's where we're at.
1: It took Xana three days to make the repairs to the Loranda. She'd loaded Ben into the ship and hooked him up to the bacta pump so he could continue to recuperate while she worked, sedating him to accelerate the healing process. Now that their vessel was ready to leave Ambria, she went in to check on her master one last time. He was still unconscious, lying on his back on the gurney as she had left him. She stepped forward to check his vitals, and his eyes flew open, burning with rage. His hand snapped out and seized her wrist, clenching it with the strength of an iron claw. Where are the Jedi? He asked in a fierce whisper, fixing her with a look of pure hatred as he lifted himself up onto one elbow. His grip on her wrist tightened, making her wince. They're gone, she said, trying to stay calm have gone back to Coruscant. She could feel Bane's power, whole once more, coursing through his veins. She could feel the heat of his anger, and she knew one wrong word, and he'd snap her neck in two with the Force. Why? he growled. They think they killed the Dark Lord on Ambria, she replied. They think the Sith are extinct. Bane tilted his head to the side, curious. Khalib. I killed him your cousin dead killed by the Jedi an unwanted vision of the pitiful creature she had turned daravid into flashed through her mind she remembered him huddled in the corner quivering in terror he clutched the handle of a lightsaber against his chest his only defense against the horrors and nightmares he saw crawling toward him from every corner she swept the memory away with a quick shake of her head Bane released his hold and lay back in his bed, his anger fading. You have done well, Xana, he said, his ever-cunning mind filling in the blanks enough for him to surmise what she had done. She smiled at the compliment. I underestimated you, he continued. Had I known your plans, I would never have asked you to kill me. You still have much to teach me, Xana reminded him. I will continue to study at your feet, Master. I will learn from your wisdom. I will discover your secrets, unlocking them one by one until everything you know, all your knowledge and all your power, is mine. And once you are no longer of use to me, I will destroy you. Bane raised an eyebrow at her words, and she could tell he approved. Her ambition was good. It would give her power. Her talents and abilities would continue to grow. In time, she would challenge her master for the right to rule, and only the stronger would survive. It was inevitable. It was the way of the Sith. One day I will surpass you, Xana warned him. And on that day, I will kill you, Lord Bane.
0: But that day is not today. Okay, so that's where the Rule of Two comes to its conclusion. And it's an amazing story. It comes to an end with Xana telling Bane that once she had learned everything that she could from him, she would kill him and take his place as the Lord of the Sith. Now, the one thing that I like the most about this part is the way that she said it. Xana told Bane that she would learn all his secrets, everything that he knew about the Force. Then she would kill him and that day would come. But that day was not today. I think Xana is on her way to becoming a great Sith. But as I said earlier, that's also where the story came to an end. Okay, let's get to the quote for this week. And it comes to us from the Dalai Lama. Judge your success by what you had to give up in order to get it. If you think that you can be successful without having to sacrifice, I will tell you from my own experience, you are gravely mistaken. If you truly want to be successful, you will sacrifice everything to reach your goals. Nothing can be more important. You must put your goals before all. Be willing to sacrifice anything, family, friends, your own body. How much you are willing to give up will dictate how much success you want to achieve. If you look at your day and realize you had time to relax, then that was time that you were wasting. You could have been doing something that would have helped you reach your goals. A very successful person that I had the honor of meeting gave me some very sound advice. She told me, you will get all the time in the world to rest when you reach your level of success. Your level of success is determined by what you want to achieve. Your actions show you how much you believe in yourself. If you are not willing to sacrifice, it will show in your actions. That was something that changed my life forever because I let my actions show me how dedicated I was to reaching my goals. We all might be able to lie to the world, but it isn't as easy to lie to the person staring back at you from that mirror. They know that you didn't give it your all. But I think that's all we have for today. Join us next week for the season finale and giveaway. Remember, you must email us at sway.audio at gmail.com for a chance to win any of those giveaways. Okay, I'm done. Have a happy new year, and we hope to see you next week.